after a tap-out victory in the main event of the first-ever women's pay-per-view. Ronda Rousey stands tall. Commentators put over. Ronda Rousey does the thing I hate and goes and sucks the face of her disgusting husband at ringside. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Uh, I think I'm on the mend. Um, (laughs) I'm still... Still very knackered, still quite, uh, still a little bit under the weather. I found that doing live wrestling commentary whilst having glandular fever is flipping difficult <laughs> this weekend. So apologies to anyone who follows the SCPW YouTube channel and they suddenly think the commentary is not of my usual high comedic standards or you know grammatical wizardry. <laughs> it wasn't my best showing. I enjoyed it, man. No, like thank you very much. The bits that I saw and such, and the bits they're uploading now. Yeah, how are but, you getting on, though? You uh, uh, you sound a bit under the web yourself. I'm on the ver- I'm like 24 hours away from being fine. I'm just getting over a flu. So if there's sniffling and coughing on this pod, please excuse it. We're we're just we're doing weekly pods, and we've been so good at maintaining it that, like you know, occasionally there's going to be ones where we sound a bit ropey. This week we are going to be looking at WWE. Evolution or evolution, depending <laughs> on which country you're from. What's the right pronunciation if you're Brit? I say evolution. Evolution. Okay, yeah. cool. We were having this discussion at Progress because I wasn't even sure. <laughs> yeah. So, WWE, ladies' pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies' show. So, this was quite it's recent. Ladies, right. <laughs> the feelings, right. So, Come it, was on. O- <laughs> it was October the 28th, two days before Halloween. What, four or five days before the Crown Jewel bullshit? 2018. Uh, we'll we, get onto that later. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't play your load yet. <laughs> and we're at the Nassau Coliseum in New York City. 10,900 fans sell out, which remark? <laughs> was it? Was it really a sellout? I mean, in fairness, they had a lot of the WWE roster in the crowd, as we all get to as we, we go through the review. Like 5,000 of them. <laughs> but no, it was, it was a genuine sellout. No, it fucking wasn't. Yeah, it was. There's a reason they dimmed the lights, dude. No, 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 no. We'll get to all this. No, I, I, I was looking at the seating plan the day before. And there was a whole section that had no one buying nah, any tickets. Agree, agree to disagree. I believe mm. WWE's figures. Mm. <laughs> but this was, as promoted, an absolute uh, historical event for WWE. The first ever all-women's pay-per-view. And that's why we're doing it. Because it's an important thing. So we started this pay-per-view, obviously, with our very fantastic, well-produced WWE video packages. They're the best. They, they're, Yeah. We talk about this in every pod we do. Everyone is compared to WWE in their production levels. And and rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were outstanding. And then we started with a musical performance from... We had Lizzie Howe from Hailstorm, Nina Strauss, who is uh, Alice Cooper's guitarist, and a male drummer. Because obviously there aren't any female drummers in the world to have a female drummer drum at uh, uh, Evolution. How shit do these drums sound, by the way? Awful. They sound like, like pots awful. and pans almost. <laughs> they didn't even mic them up badly or he's got a shit sounding kit. I'm just like, dude... Come on, man. It's not difficult to get a good sounding drum kit. And musicality, it's basically like all three were playing something different. Nina Strauss was doing what she wanted. Revolution! <laughs> Evolution! Like, fuck off with your terrible rhyming scheme. Jesus Christ. Now, you can tell straight away, Triple H was like, oh, I wish Lemmy was still here. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, but again, good attempts, because obviously Nina Strauss seems to have a bit of a working relationship with WWE, being the fact this is the second show, so yeah, working relationship. I mean, it's all right, but I'm just like, can we please just get to the rest thing? Like, I don't need this at all. Like, Maybe have her come out and do like the national anthem or something. That would yeah. be cool, you know, like Hendrix style, like just rip it apart. Like That could be fun. I don't know, but I don't know. This performance did absolutely fuck all for me. No, awful song, awful get-go. But 
I'm not here to watch a live band. I'm here to talk about the pretty good wrestling. Absolutely. So uh, can we talk about this introduction to the show? As yeah, well? far away. Because, I mean, we get a bit of a voiceover from Steph mainly because obviously Steph created women's wrestling. She did. Absolutely. No one will ever argue this fact. <laughs> they used the kind of like, I mean, the amount of kind of buzzwords in this opening package. I just wrote down a few because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, inspire, passion, talent, hope, desire, accomplish. Like they're just throwing everything out there. This is pitched as the greatest thing womankind have ever done, and it, it's it's special. But I feel like they pushed it a little too hard at times. Just in this opening package, Sasha Banks cries. We get a whole series of interviews. Someone says the line, women are stars. I'm like, uh, it's getting a little demeaning at points, yeah. you know? Like we're talking down to you almost. Uh, you can be or do anything according to Steph. <laughs> like, that's a fucking great line. I mean, she's not wrong. She is fucking wrong. You can't <laughs> be or do anything. I want to be a fucking unicorn and I want to fly to the moon. You can't do that shit. Gotta be careful when you say these things because after the fantastic child I gave, be careful of what you wish for. <laughs> I'm going to dress you as right. a unicorn. I'm going to pay Richard Branson to send you up with the first <laughs> Virgin Galaxy flight. I've written down Michael Cole's opening gambit as well because I thought we could talk about it a little bit. Uh, the world is changing. Sports entertainment is changing. We are all changing. So he's going into like a, a post stop now, is he? Is he having a sex change? Is <laughs> yeah. that what's happening? <laughs> Evolving. You are looking live at a sold out Nassau Coliseum. It's not sold out. WWE <laughs> fans are in hand to witness history. The first ever all women's pay per view event. This is Evolution. Nah, Evolution was that stable a few years <laughs> yeah. back. And they're a mystery. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> It's okay, but it's again. I just I feel it's a little demeaning at times. Yeah. So yeah, the the commentary team of Beth Phoenix, Michael Cole, and Renee Young. Renee Young, Jesus Christ, you wearing Corey Gray's wardrobe? I loved it, man. The emerald green, sparkly Love emerald it. green. That's fucking. But awesome. it wasn't even a pantsuit. She's wearing a little skirt. Oh, was it? Okay, I, I wasn't looking that. Obviously, close. I was paying attention to the wrestling <laughs> for this. <laughs> and essentially, I've just demeaned the entire Evolution pay per view by going, "Oh, Renee Young's wearing a nice they, skirt." They talk about commentary like four times. Don't worry about it. And obviously, Beth Phoenix just dressed as I'm going to go out and commentate and have a really good time and do the best I can. Which Absolutely. she she did quite well. I, I think thought commentary. All, I thought all three of them were pretty excellent. I had no real problems at all the whole way through the show. No, uh, I think Renee and Cole are especially good. Beth does a good job of it as well. Uh, at times, I couldn't tell if it was Beth or Renee talking. They're very very similar tones yeah. of voice, kind of Canadian twang to them both as well. And this is something that um, Greg Lambert and Stallion said to me when I was talking to them about commentary. The reason they think that their dynamic works so well, and a lot of commentary teams work so well, if you've got two or three people in the booth, yeah. you need to have people with different dictions. Because if you've got people who sound exactly the same, you don't know who's talking. And that's why this podcast works so well, because you can <laughs> clearly tell which one of us is talking at the time. Okay, so we're on to our first match. We've got the tag match of Team Bestie, Trish Stratus and Lita, going against Mickey James, and the subbed in Alicia Fox, as Alexa Bliss has a concussion. Yeah, shame. Real shame. Her versus Trish Stratus would have been excellent. Absolutely. And Alexa Bliss has been one of the stalwarts of the last few years of the women's division. Yeah, considering she was drafted like 40 seconds, that they've run with her character. Obviously, they've given her the ability to do it, and they've really supported her. And again, fair play on all the outfits. Like the uh, Alice in yeah. Wonderland stuff yeah, that yeah. was getting on. Really, really good. But to me, um, Alexa Bliss has got that that John Cena booking. Yeah. that She always goes over when it matters. But, but it's worked. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because for is, someone who... should be in that position. She's yeah. that good. She talks fucking excellently. She's great in the ring. She's not hard on the eyes at all. You know? She's, she's everything. And again, good backstage. Good on the Make-A-Wish stuff. Good on the interviews. 
And but more importantly, as you said, excellent in the ring. Small enough to look vulnerable, but harsh enough and bitchy enough to kind of get over and look vicious and yeah. stuff. She's perfect. She's she, so good. She's got the total Luger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so many Lex Luger references in these pods. That's the on-running joke. Oh, Zing. Fucking Lex. He's terrible. <laughs> well, we start off with the Hall of Famer. So Lita and Trish Stratus control the opening contest against Fox and James to start, forcing the heels to basically take their classic heel walk. Again, already like it. Simple booking. Trish is very, very super simple. over. Yeah. I mean, the pop that she got mm. when she came out. I don't. Alita still got like eighty percent of the pop tri- uh, Trish did, but yeah, but it, it yeah. exploded for her. As the match went on, we got a lovely uh, bit of well-timed interference from uh, Little Miss Bliss. Yeah, um, pulling Alita off the top rope and preventing a moonsault attempt. So then, obviously, it's our our good good guys versus bad guys. Hills in a firm control. I thought Trish looked a surprisingly smooth in the ring. Yeah, for someone who's been out for so long, even better than she was in her prime, almost. Yeah, I'd say so. I thought before she always looked a bit awkwardy and a bit thievery is the way I kind of tend yeah. to phrase it in that that stop starty hesitation thing the women used to have. I also think that's who she was working with because again her mania match with Mickey James was it WrestleMania twenty three? Mm. Her and Mickey Ooh, James probably don't know. I know I was thinking that oh I wonder we're going to get a flange grab. <laughs> yeah, we all were. <laughs> Everyone was thinking about it. Uh, but you know it's PG. Think of the pop if she'd have done it. So like, I thought uh, Lita was a little bit stop-starty in the match, to be honest. Yeah, Lita has lost a step, but I think that's because of so many surgeries, so many mm. injuries. And she definitely works a lot more high-flying, high-tempo pace. And again, it's just very, very good. Just age gets in the way. Yeah, The yeah. brain works, but the body doesn't. Speaking of age, uh, Alexis Primo at the beginning, where she's like, you're going to tone your hearing aids all the way up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you fucking cunt. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. She's great. She's awesome. But they, um, the hills work down later. Um, and then, as we expect, we get the hot tag. Trish Stretch comes in, explodes in, taking the fight to everyone, delivering a stratisfaction to Mickey James. Mate, when uh, Trish and Mickey got in the ring together for the oh, first time, yeah. the heat and the tension, and like you could see them both corpsing because they're both kind of at the edge of their mouths, yeah. smiling, just seeing what's happening. Like, this is awesome. Like, I didn't expect this to be really good. I really enjoyed this. It is amazing when you look at Mickey James as well to think that she was there when Trish and Lita were there, but she's still going. And you can maybe criticise her attire, but still one of the best women on the roster. Absolutely. Given yeah. the opportunity, and again, had they not sounded her in her first run with the Piggy James angle. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, it ruined her. Yeah. But but when, when Trish does the Bulldog springboard... That satisfaction. Yeah. Thing. Like, Mickey is doing all, all of the work. Yeah. <laughs> like, she really is. So from the satisfaction, we then get a twist of fate from Lita, followed by a moonsault. Trish follows up with a chick kick, and we get the victory after a very, very hard-paced opener. You've missed the most important thing in this match. When they do the satisfaction bulldog thing, the ref goes one, two. Oh, and, and, and then Alicia uh, <laughs> yeah. Two, uh, two, uh, and then Foxy, Foxy comes, Fox in. comes in. It's like, oh, wow. I would have counted the three. You're like, fuck you, you should have come in earlier. I like that Michael Cole tried to cover up. Referee was a bit slow there. (sighs) Referee got cramp. The worst thing is, after they do the finish, Kevin Dunn immediately cuts to a replay of that spot. (laughs) Not the finish, (laughs) but just the big botch. You're like, oh my God, dude, cover it up. That's Vince. (laughs) Give Divas a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought that was terrible. But yeah, I thought overall that match was a really good start. Yep. I, I thought really energetic, fast-paced, sensible booking, not too much messing around, no kicking out of finishes. Very nice. Very nostalgic. Obviously, everyone loves a nostalgia pop in wrestling. Yeah. 
Maybe not the match I would have started with the show with. I don't know. I would have put a second or third to kind of give ah, them a bit of like. This leeway. match was also the first forty minutes of the show was broadcast live on Twitter for free. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that's why they put the name value plus sort of decent wrestling. Absolutely. I imagine Trish and Lita have got shitloads of followers oh, yeah, on definitely. Twitter and Instagram and stuff as well. And even if you've got nineties wrestling fans coming going, Trish Stratus? Yeah. Lita. Absolutely. Oh, great. Makes sense, yeah. So uh the Bella Twins have an interview. Were they gonna honor Ronda Rouse's mother today? And you're like dedicate this match to her and shit. And I'm like, I don't get the heat between Ronda and her mum. Ah, uh, they this the build up for this was that Nikki Bella was saying that Ronda Rousey's mum's disappointing her for being wrestling, and she's going to be even more disappointed a when she loses. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to be even more disappointed when she loses the title to a diva. Okay, and then that's why they kept on bringing up. Ronda I mean, it Rousey's was in the mom. video package, so I kind of got that. Yeah. Bit, but is that legitimate? Do you think? No, no, I no don't chance. think it was. I mean, I know Ronda's mom is a legitimate judoka. Yeah, and you know, is a badass essentially. But I think if I was, uh, if my daughter was saying I could wrestle for real and risk getting properly hurt, or I could do stage wrestling where I could still get hurt, but there's less chance someone's actually going to deliberately punch me in the face until Nikki Bella slams me. <laughs> I think you underestimate the viciousness of Ronda's mum. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get these more bloody interview montage things where they're the whole way through this show they're interviewing women about yeah. what's happening tonight. And it's very soppy, very, oh, I'm so happy that we're going to pay for you. It's so great. I've not I'm got like, a penis uh, and I've got a payday. Yeah, like really, I'm a bit over this at this point. Yeah. Like, please just get to the matches. Which, again, Tax Millions transition, we did. And we went straight into the 20 lady over the top rope battle royal. I will list off the competitors, but first, I had a horror moment when I was watching this. Okay. Because every woman got their entrance. And on the Titantron, up popped up the word Brooke. And I thought, there's Brooke Hogan. What the fuck? <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Luckily, it was Dana Brooke. So the women in this match, we had Zelina Vega, Naomi, Sonia Deville, Michelle McCall, Alundra Blaze, red trousers, Ugh. Carmella, Kelly Kelly, Tamina, Ember Moon, Lana, Maria Canellis, Mandy Rose, Molly Holly, Dana Brooke, not Brooke Hogan, Nia Jax, Ivory, 30 years on from Super Clash 3, still doing strong, Oscar, Tori Wilson, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay. It's a nice lineup. It's and a lot of those women are pretty good wrestlers. Absolutely, yeah. Even the whole I mean, Molly Holly was still one of the best wrestlers of her time as well. Yeah, I've had a few people that said this to me recently. I never really got the whole Molly thing. Like she's good. I'm, uh, I don't know. Only person from this list who I thought they may have had a chance of getting would have been Jazz. That would have been nice to see. But I don't she's know. Badass. I don't know if there's beef. And also, as an NWA champion, would have she gone in and... There's a few women missing, generally, that I would have liked to see. I would like to see uh, Jacqueline. Yeah. Sable. Would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. Got I think due to all the lawsuits and I know, Brock. I understand. I know. Uh, Stacey Keebler. Too famous. But, you know, it would have been nice to have got these women on this show. They were yeah. important characters throughout their lives. At, um, throughout their lives. <laughs> the lives of the women's division, <laughs> if you let me finish my sentence, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> So the winner of this uh, gets a future championship match of some sort. Yeah, we start off uh, the, as all the ladies enter the ring. We're left with uh, the Iconics. 
Oh my god, they're the best. They're <laughs> so funny. I enjoyed it very much. So they started cutting a promo before the match, running down Long Island and basically saying they're undeserving of historic pay for you like Evolution. If we had shitty interviews, if we had uh, stupid accents like you guys, we'd probably go. <laughs> it's like, they do, they do. They're really funny. Uh, oh. I love them so much. They're probably my favourite promo people in the whole business They've right done now. really well. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Uh, I think a lot of people criticise them because they go, oh, it's rubbish. It's like, no, this is literally, they're supposed to be annoying. And they're doing it really well. And they're insanely talented in the ring, both of them as really, well. So really, it's like good. They're, they're the best of both worlds for me. And also fell foul of WWE booking when they did Super Showdown Down Under because they won. Why do they go <laughs> home and win? You don't win at home. Absolutely. <laughs> so after the um, after the promo from uh, KM Royce, they enter the ring and that earns them. Everyone basically circling around them, launching them over the top rope. They got the big show slash Andre the Giant slash Mark Henry slash Kane treatment where everyone t- double teams them gets them out. But double? The- oh, is it double teaming if there's like 18 of Multi-team. <laughs> Extra go. time multi-team. But then this led to old versus new. Or as Michael Cole put it, the present and the past because that's much nicer way of putting it. <laughs> Which I thought was a massive slight of Maria Canellis. <laughs> Fair point, yeah. Sorry, Maria. Um, no one remembers you now because all that happened you signed a contract and then went and got pregnant was she on the past side of this? yeah i would have thought she'd be kind of meandering in the middle somewhere because you know which is a shame because when she was doing her stuff in roh she was getting so good absolutely absolutely brilliant um i've noted a few spots in this so um obviously we've had the uh, the iconics eliminated uh mandy rose and sonia deville team up early and they eliminate molly holly while uh well the stars of yesterday and today as i put it uh pair off they continue their dominance. Uh, they throw out Tori Wilson before Mandy Rose eliminates her buddy Sonia Deville. Indeed, yeah. Turns out Controversial. If, you, if you do an episode of Ride Along, you can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next big spot for me Maria Canales doing the massive DDT to Nia Jax. And that's stage, I thought, she still got it, then ruined it by following out with a Bronco Buster. <laughs> the worst Bronco Buster I've ever seen. I've, I've seen that in clubs in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> After this element, Nia gets her revenge by eliminating Maria. Yep. Very nice. After a bit of teasing and a bit of beatdown, we get Nia Jax and Tamina staring each other down before then doing the usual thing of, let's do it together. Okay. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> love it so much. Carmella and Ivory do their little dance bit for dance break in the middle of the ring. And at that stage, that's when I was thinking, Ivory was wrestling, has been doing this, and obviously she's not competitive <laughs> now, but 30 years and doesn't look any different. Um, okay, fair enough. She did a great job in the ring. She uh, looked a little ropey at times, I'm going to be honest. I thought. I, I didn't I didn't say that her re- wrestling was any good. I was just saying she doesn't look any different for 30 years. She hasn't aged a bit. Yeah, uh, I meant in both ways. <laughs> uh, her ring gear wasn't great. I get the impression she's turned up and basically found like her outfit in Lost Property. <laughs> okay. Here you are. Here's some generic wrestling gear cheers ivory a little harsh maybe nah i wasn't a fan they Um, do an awesome eight woman shikara suplex spot as well that was really nice that was really fun yeah lovely to see that i like how one of my favorite things about this battle royal in general is that it was paced out really brilliantly there wasn't just uh you know kick punch struggle in the corner yeah there was always a spot in the middle of the ring so the commentators are constantly talking about the one thing that's happening they're ignoring everything else there's no just random eliminations. Everything is very carefully paced out and studied out. We'll talk about the eliminations in a minute. But um, yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliantly done. This is one of my favourite matches on the whole show. Yeah, I think the best Battle Royal I've seen in years, if not best, just pure Battle Royal, because you said there's no there's no cluster. Everything had a purpose. Absolutely. Michelle McCall, 
looked outstanding in this. That big boot. <laughs> my God. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have no great opinion. I thought like, she was really good. Yeah, she was all right. I think, I think there's, <laughs> there's girls that are better, but like, I don't know. I just don't get why she's getting these spots. Uh, Undertaker's misses. Well, yeah, maybe. And also had had a prevalent role in the Divas division with her and um, Layla. Yeah, she was prevalent at one point. But it's like, <laughs> why is she getting this heat now? Like, I, I, Whatever. There was only one little bad bit in this match, and this was when... Um, uh, Ember Moon picked up Carmella to do something hmm. and just span him around. I can't remember what Michael Cole said, but it was something like, "On oh, that wasn't that effective." <laughs> I think he said that was unique. <laughs> no, that was it. That was <laughs> I unique. Think it was that. So Mandy gets eliminated by Ivory and Mella. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and we're down at this point to Nia, Ember, McCool, Ivory, Asuka, Dana, uh, Tamina, Naomi, and Mella, who are still in the ring. So most of the Battle Royal. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Who are just in the ring still? Because there's one person who's not in the ring that we'll get to in a moment. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, should we run through these eliminations quickly? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, Ember eliminates Dana. Ember eliminates McCall. Tamina eliminates Naomi. Awkward, messy spin on head thing with Mella and Ember, as you talk about. Uh, Ember eliminates Mella. Asuka eliminates Ivory. Four left in the ring. We've got Tamina, Naya, Asuka, and Ember. And there is a huge standing ovation at this point. Yeah. Because it has all been really, really fun up until this moment. Yeah. And I think sensible final four. Absolutely. These are the four. when when this started. Who do you think was going to win it? Nia Jax. You thought Nia was going to win it. Most logical. I was Ember or Asuka. Yeah. I mean, Ember Moon's brilliant. Yeah. I thought this was Ember's moment. Maybe. Yeah. She's got. I. I I'm a big fan of Ember Moon. I think she's going to be the next one to step out with people like Charlotte and Becky, where people are going to really, really buy into her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, we get Asuka and Ember, and oh my, they tear each other's heads off. And then Ember is immediately eliminates Asuka out of nowhere almost. She just literally just throws her over the top rope after a kind of Irish whip spot. Kind of threw me a little bit. I thought these two would be at least struggling to eliminate each other. No, nah, no. Nah. Asuka, Vince McMahon. No. Yeah. They've dropped the ball hard with Asuka. They're, that ball's just gone. Yeah. They've lost the ball. Such a shame, man, because their build-up in NXT and everything is perfect. Yeah, ruined. Yeah. Unfortunately. Such a shame. So the whole arena at this point is chanting, let's go Ember. Like, she is super, super over. I think, honestly, Ember is going to be a huge fucking star in a few years. Yeah. She seems like she's right on the... Um, um, she's on the cusp of it, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I was going to say the Eclipse, but that's... <laughs> so we get the Eclipse stunner, and she eliminates Tamina. And we're down to Ember and Nia to a huge ovation again. Like, they've really worked this match excellently to get to this point and have everyone on their feet cheering and clapping and everything. Again, the whole um, arena is chatting, let's go, Ember. And then Selena Vega, out of nowhere, jumps back in the ring. Uh, and she uh, tries to eliminate both of them and celebrates prematurely, which I think is hilarious. I love Always this good. Because then Nia gets back in the ring and you get that amazing imagery of huge Nia and tiny Selena Vega <laughs> down at each other. It was almost um, Volta Bait, Hogan Andre. Yeah. It got to that point. I was like, oh, that's a beautiful image to have for years of montages to come. I like Selena Vega as well. I think she's got a huge upside. Absolutely, yeah. But again, smaller, smaller woman wrestler, Alexa Bliss, smaller woman wrestler, but a bit more feisty. I don't think she's a champion anytime soon, Selena Vega. No, but she has a place, and she really Absolutely. does have a place with um, Andrade Cien Almas. Oh, she's excellent with it yeah. as well. Yeah. After Miss Vega returns and gets sent over for her troubles. She gets wrecked by Nia. Absolutely destroyed. This press slam they did when Nia <laughs> picks Selena up. 
throws that taunts like maybe going into the crowd like kind of Spike Dudley or something, which would have been fucking awesome. Just lobbed her into the fourth row. <laughs> but she goes to the entranceway, lobs her into Tamina. Zelina like bounces off her <laughs> and then falls like head first on the yeah. floor. Like you poor woman. Tamina at that stage is like, Nope. <laughs> not catching her at all. I'm not Murder Clown. I'm about to say, let's all be like Murder Clown, yeah. please. Let's catch people, not just bounce them off each other. So um, after this, Ember Moon looked to follow up, take advantage of the distraction. Her momentum sadly was used against her. Nia have slammed her to the map. Moments that huge big choke bomb she did. Yeah. Like uh, Halla Wicked style. That was really cool. Absolutely brutal. And then Nia dispatched Ember Moon to become... Or not number one contender, but earn a future Raw Women's title match. Absolutely. She's very, very smiley after the match. She can't hold it in. She's just glowing with happiness and joy at this point, which is really cute to see. Uh, I'm honestly gutted it wasn't Ember. Yeah. I think it, it should have been. But. but at least going forward with what we'll get to the main event, there's a better story to be told at this stage, I think, with Nia Jax. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Nia calls out Ronda or Nikki Bella for the war, Raw Women's Strap at the end, which is fair enough. Yeah. In the next match, we have our May Young Classic Final, which is Tony Storm, who we've covered on a few shows Tony, in this. Tony, Tony fucking Storm. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> and everyone's favourite lady from stardom. Look back in the archives to see our views of her. Io Shirai. She's fucking awesome as well. What a mask. This is the match for me. This, this is the one match in the pre-show. I was like, that's going to be fucking awesome. I will say my view of this match as we're going to go for everything, this would have benefited by being maybe five minutes longer as well because I liked it that much. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it was really nicely laid out again. I think um, the tension coming into it was very well built by both girls. Both being kind of unknowns, almost. Yeah, I'd say so to a WWE audience. I think they did a really good job of getting the crowd on their side and doing enough high spots, but not too much yeah. to outshine people later on as well. I thought it was a very good match start to finish and again they like to build in the story that Tony Storm got to the semis last year and didn't win and Io Shirai being the best in Japan but I I did like the video package where Io Shirai said I am the best in Japan and if I do what I did in Japan I will do well here <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I was like yes I think we could go as far as saying she's one of the best in Japan yeah I think did there's a few girls that we've talked about in the past which are maybe more hmm High spotty, I guess is the best way to put it. I'm so disappointed I don't have tickets to go and see Riptide because Chris Wolf is wrestling in Riptide. Oh, nice, awesome. Yes. She's awesome. <laughs> so this match starts with some amazing chain wrestling to start with. To me, this is the epitome of Joshi style. Yeah. They beat the shit out of each other. It's legitimate. Like They do headlocks on the ground and stuff, and it looks like she's tearing her head off when she does it. Absolutely brutal beginning. So good. So, so good. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that both women are wearing black and red. We've said this before, but exactly I, the same gear, like with the same straps and like um, what would you call it, like studs, yeah, all over the shit, like exactly the same looking, like way too similar. I mean, it's not difficult to tell the difference between the two. One's from Japan, one's from Australia, but it'd be nice to have very it's different gear. You it's, know, it's not of the level of Ice Man King Parsons gear. No, definitely not. <laughs> Shout out to Ice Man King Parsons. Well, I know he listens to the pod. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> is he alive? I don't even. know. Yeah, he is. Okay, good. He recently had a shot, uh, photo taken with Colt Cabana. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Love it. Um, but this chain wrestling start with uh, was interrupted when uh, Shirai put a submission on Storm and then she again had to fight from underneath. But then got a massive suplex from Shirai onto the back of her head. Oh, my God. That, at that stage, it was like, wincy. Proper head droppy, strong style situations. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. Storm continuing to build up momentum. Drop kick from uh, Io Shirai sent Storm back to the mat. 
I like the fact that Michael Cole at this stage and throughout the match kept on saying that uh, Shirai was the goddess of the sky. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Um, and then she hit a moonsault from the top rope onto Storm on the floor. What about this German on the hardest part of the ring tax? Someone called me out of this on commentary. <laughs> Did they? They said, surely the ring post the hardest part of the ring. And I responded oh. by saying, I've checked my commentator's manual. I can assure you that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, mate. I was talking to uh, Dan, who's uh, a former pro wrestler this week. And he was saying that, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks yeah. having anything done on the apron. It's not like, le- like a fake thing. And my question was, surely they pad it out nowadays? No. You think they fucking would? WWE especially. They've got it's this massive ring. Just put some padding on the outside of the ring. Why would they? It's the hardest part of the ring. Oh, fuck's sake. Why ruin the gimmick? <laughs> Why ruin the fact? Um, anyway, so after um, Io Shirai hits the moonsault from the top to the storm on the outside, to the storm, to storm on the outside, um, uh, Storm's able to regain control of the match until uh, Io Shirai hits back with a lot of I wrote here strong style strikes the shote to the face yeah the oh big punch goes, shote <laughs> like that's fucking awesome I think that just knocked all of my teeth and all the <laughs> fake ones down my throat <laughs> the tooth fairy would have been visiting me in the bathroom after that <laughs> nasty clothesline from Tony Storm um, followed up with Storm Zero and then oh, oh she kicks out at two first false finish oh third match in well it's the tournament final yeah. I think they're entitled to it you know yeah uh, Io Shirai fights back, blasting Storm with her, dying it up all the way from Japan. He's And she's a big fan of Rey Mysterio, as Michael Cole told us. 619. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, got a springboard sunset flip. That was so cool. Really I mucked nice. up. Like, it's such a simple thing. But like seeing a, a small girl dive more than halfway across the ring to hit that sunset Absolutely flip. Absolutely beautiful. That was fucking ace, man. Yeah. But uh, Tony Storm kicks out. Shirai looks to move up for a moonsault. Storm gets her knees up to live the Storm Zero for probably the most important victory of her young but also quite tenured career. Absolutely, it's right up there. I love the way when Io jumps up to that top rope, she kind of poses in the superhero sort of pose yeah. before she does it. Really, really cool. But then that, that gave Tony that time to realise, to get her knees up, making both girls looking strong and such, you know? Yeah. I thought it was important at this point. I think the right person won this as well for future development. Absolutely. I think Io Shirai is going to be fantastic in NXT. Uh, it was stiff. It was nicely paced. It was just fucking brilliant. Honestly, like a perfect Joshi style match for me. Yeah, one of the best women's matches I've seen. And it, I said, I think had that been able to go five minutes longer, that would have been an absolute classic. Absolutely, man. I think uh, they were rushed I'm, a little bit for time. I'm chuffed. One of like I consider her one of ours. Yeah, like, definitely. Tony Storm. She's been in the British scene for so long now. Progress world champion on the first time. You know, the women's world champion. Uh, she's held that belt for absolutely ever. Then dropped it. She's been on the British scene for a long, long time now. I really consider her one of yeah, us. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm so proud. I was just beaming with pride. And then, obviously, we get the presentation at the end with Trips and Steph coming out with a lot of flowers. And Sarah Dell. Fucking Ray. And rightly so, because... What a boss. She, well, who wouldn't want to train under Sarah Dell, Ray, male or female? <laughs> Bad to Good say, grief. yeah. grief. She's just one of the best. I'd love to see her in the ring again. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing? Yeah. Just see her wrestle like Alexa Bliss. Or Tony Storm, or like, oh, can you just, oh, even Ronda Rousey. Do you think she'd be tempted, ever? I don't think she needs to anymore, but I'd love to see her at least have one or two matches. But I thought, this whole presentation, and again, I like I like the May Young Classic the first year they did it. Yeah. I watched all of it. Again, time, content, I'm sure if I had time to watch this one, I'm sure it would have been very entertaining. Especially but, with Satamora and people in there as yeah, well. Yeah, a really good field, and I'm glad they did it again, because it gives women on the independent scene, uh, regardless of whatever country you're in, an in. 
Absolutely. I'm a big fan of these kind of like one-off tournaments and one-off yeah. big pay-per-views and such. I think it's a great way to highlight your talent. I mean, the Cruiserweight Bring... Classic was great, but the May Young Classic's taken to a whole other level, I think. Uh, in terms of matches, I thought the Cruisers was were better. Um, but I really do enjoy the May Young stuff. I think they're very, they're better at establishing characters through the May Young Classic. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I had a bit of a moment here where I was gutted that Tony didn't have that moment at the end of the match of her lifting that trophy in the middle of the ring. Yeah, she never lifts it. She's just holding it, kind of like, and doing her usual Tony Storm thing of not quite knowing what to do because <laughs> it's yeah. really endearing and cute. But I wish she, because you can think about the montages, her lifting that big trophy in victory or whatever. It's it's odd because I saw um a British Empire wrestling tweet a photograph out after she won the May Young Classic of her when she did like an early show for them where she wearing just like pink attire and then she's like running looking angry for a car park <laughs> and I was like, but that's where it is. It's people who have grafted and as you said she is a star and it, as i alluded to earlier it's no disrespect to the nxt uk show but she needs to be on full nxt and she needs to be fast-tracked onto that main roster i agree um it's, it's there is an element of uh big fish small pond if she's in nxt uk she will be the star you know you bring in Ginny, you bring in the person that's won the belt that we're not going to talk about quite yet few other girls you know um then she she can still run roughshod through that promotion and then go up to nxt yeah uh i i honestly wouldn't i'd put her straight on the american roster yeah without a shadow of a doubt so many girls in nxt right now she'd be having five-star matches with regularly yeah yeah i, I agree and again same for Yosha right straight to nxt work her way through and just hope she doesn't get caught up to the main roster absolutely yeah especially with her and Kyrie, there's a nice little uh um, yeah. friendship slash potential feud there as well yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan, but as I said, I think it's going to be uh, a long a longer developing road for Io Shirai than it will be for Tony Storm. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's move on. So we've got a Crown Jewel promo, but let's not go on too much about that quite yet. Uh, <laughs> we get more of these bloody interviews of women crying into the camera, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, all right, let's just go with it. So we have a six-women tag team match of Bailey, Natalia, and Sasha Banks versus the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. So, when this uh, whole show got first announced, they had that big roster picture with all the women that were going to be on the show and that have been part of the roster over the years. There's only two women I don't think I could name, and one of them was Sarah Logan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think they need to push her and do something with her character at some point. It's odd that she's in the Riot Squad and she's like a forest forager. Yeah, I don't get it. I get Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. They seem to have really developed their characters. Yeah. Uh, I think... Sarah Logan, see, I forgot her name for a second, needs more character development. Yeah, I think she... And I think, again, she was pulled up to the roster far too quickly from NXT when they were looking to do the Women's Royal Rumble because they needed bodies. Absolutely. Liv Morgan to an extent, but I like the fact that her and Carmella have diversified their characters because they were the same character, so they've both gone in different directions. Absolutely. When did Liv Morgan get so good? She's fucking awesome in this, man. Since Brie Bella (laughs) knocks her out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the knock on the head from, like, cartoons or whatever. Yeah. She suddenly went, oh... That's how I wrestle. I beat the shit out of people. <laughs> but she she really embraced that riot riot squad gimmick. And, yeah. and you know, Ruby Riot's outstanding as well oh, as a fuck in yeah, man. Good really good look. I followed her career before she was in yeah. WWE and such. So, so good, so, isn't so good. she? Um the, the one thing I don't like about the riot squad is when they run to the ring, they slap the canvas, take three steps back, then kind of look at each other and then get in the ring. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? It looks so awkward. Just because it's a riot. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> Yeah, strange. I, I, I've seen segments of theirs from Raw and, or SmackDown, whatever show they're on, and it, it looks a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. 
It's amazing how the mighty have fallen in the eyes of the WWE fans that a couple of years ago we were having people touting Sasha Banks and Bayley to main event WrestleMania and now they're in a six-person tag with this never-ending feud between Bayley and Sasha and the Riot Squad as they keep teasing Bayley and Sasha to break up. Bayley and Sasha must have a singles match. Yeah, they did that psychologist weird stuff. Yeah, they brought back um, Daniel Bryan and Kane's psychologist. That was so shit. They finally got to the point where they've turned them on each other. And Bailey's doing heelish things because she's yeah. so pissed off with Sasha. Like, oh, finally, they're showing some personality on the main roster. And then we get this bullshit, oh, let's be friends, psychology bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, why? Why? Just turn them or have them tag. Yeah. Like, one or the other, please. Well, again, I wonder if they brought them back together for this because there was obviously all the online chatter, as there always is. That Everyone loves a rumor mill. Everyone loves Dave Meltzer's rumor mill. Right. That there was going to be women's tags announced for evolution oh, okay so that's okay. what they think they were going for yeah and obviously where they weren't there it's a case of oh well we've got sasha and bailey back together oh crap i <laughs> said <laughs> that didn't fucking happen did it and then it's a case of well we don't really want to put natalia in the battle royal so <sighs> chuck her in with bailey and charlotte all not right. bailey and charlotte bailey and sasha i know you mean it's all right so i mean uh the heels work over bailey for the vast majority of this uh spicy hot tag to sasha because it is hot as hell uh we get a backstabber bailey to belly uh, Banks has done at least four meteoras in this match. Yeah, <laughs> keeps go-to doing move <laughs> over and over again. That's what that, as I scroll through my notes, you're running these spots. I've got meteora, and it just spots out on my notes. It's like meteora, 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 meteora. meteora. She does another meteora. Oh, backstabber. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha almost kills herself on this dive to the outside. What was she thinking? What happened? She's not safe, is she? Describe this, because I like. I think if. People I, haven't seen it or listened to this in 10 years' time. I just think the, the best way to describe this is someone trying to fly to the outside and instead of just trying to get you know get air as they jump and land safely... Like show dive level almost. Yeah. Um, she decided what would be really good is at full velocity to try and spike herself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's just scary to watch her. And the, the problem is with Sasha Banks, it's again, because she's quite a slight lady... You see some of these moves and how she lands, and you think, how are you still walking? Absolutely, man. Her career isn't going to last long if she keeps doing things like this. Well, the heels catch her after she spiked herself and chuck her into the guardrails, which looks vicious as hell. And also, note on the guardrails, really nice that they had the metal guardrails. Yeah. I like that. Really nice touch. I thought they cheaped out at first. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, it's a nice touch. It makes it different. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know how safe it is. Because the other ones are on a plane somewhere. Oh, <laughs> do you think that's maybe what it was? I reckon they've got their backup stuff on their way to a country where a pay-per-view is taking place. Uh, maybe, maybe. So we get a bulldog-ish, doomsday device-ish <laughs> by the heels to Sasha, because <laughs> it's not. Uh, then Bailey uh, lies on Sasha, protect her from Ruby Riot on the top rope. Quite a nice moment, I thought. Yeah, but we've also seen in the past that people pile people on top of each other to do top rope moves. So what you're essentially saying is that I'm going to make it even worse for Sasha when she, this person lands on me. <laughs> kayfabe terms maybe but storyline see what they're going thing. for you know yeah uh, ruby does a top rope uh, sent on anyway takes out bailey uh the heels can't catch sasha in any moves at this point she keeps avoiding them. It's like four or five <laughs> yeah. she can't get it get a hot tag to natty natty does double sharpshooters to logan and riot which is pretty cool yeah, Liv nice. comes in, breaks it up uh live double stomps natty in the corner which looks absolutely brutal it's like, when's Liv Morgan doing double stomps suddenly? Like, where did this come from? Absolute beast in there yeah, now. she's doing great. Uh, massive powerbomb by Natty. The macho elbow by Bailey. Eddie Frog splashed by Banks on the one, two, three for Natalia, Bailey, and Sasha. Really enjoyable match, wasn't it? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it wasn't... I, I'd like to see, especially Bailey, Bailey and Sasha highlighted better. 
Yeah. I think maybe Ruby Riot as well, but you can't have 20 singles matches on this show. No, and I think, again, it gave everyone the chance to get their spots in. Yeah. Every- everyone looked good, other- and Sarah Logan was there. <laughs> Indeed, she was. Because the- that's the problem, <laughs> unfortunately, with Sarah Logan, is the fact that because the other five have their characters so well developed, and, and Natty's just there. You know, she'll always be there. Natty's like the um, the mother of the group, almost. The, the caretaker looking after everyone, making sure she, everyone gets their shit and all this. She's the mainstay. Can you work with Natty? You can work with others. Fucking A. If you can't thing. work with Natty, what's wrong with you? She's one of the yeah, best. Exactly. Excellent work by Michael Cole in this match, really putting over how important Bailey, Sasha and Natalia were oh, to the whole. And again, as we said earlier, commentary for out, putting everyone over, getting everything in. Really good six-person match. Excellent work. Yeah, so post-match, we get uh, more of these bloody interviews. <laughs> they just love these. They can't get enough of them. And then, uh, as you say, Cole and Renee do a really good job of putting each other over as well at this point. Yeah. Saying how important they are, how uh, Cole has always backed Renee for her job and her position as a commentator. And uh, rightly so. She's a shitload better than the other people that have been in that position over the last few years. What are you trying to say about Booker T, Jonathan Coachman, David Otunga? Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to say anything more. You just had to say their names. Poor David Otunga. Had he not got divorced, he could still have a job. <laughs> Oh, did he get divorced? Yeah. Well, fair enough. I didn't even know that. Well, you know, Total Bell, isn't it? <laughs> Can't wait till we like, review a Total Bell season finale. Fuck's sake. It's the best, best thing on TV. We're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> if you really want us to... <laughs> no, no. Um, but well, you know, to be fair, bad stuff is usually best for podcasting. So if, yeah. it is, if it is terrible, then yeah. But isn't it like well-produced and such? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> but on, on a serious okay. on a serious standpoint, before we carry on, you know, as we said in previous shows, if there's any shows you want to cover, if you've got any feedback, anything you'd like us to talk about, you know, find us on our worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is our website where you can find all the links to all our archive pods. If you want to communicate with us on Twitter, we at World of Rest Pod on yep. the Twitter. Um, probably the best place to get us to yeah I, I'd say so and again thank you to, very much to everyone who has followed us interacted with us sent us messages sent us nice comments it's really good so thank you very much yeah I mean we've got to the point now where I'll daily have some sort of message or whatever about the pod or asking us questions or something, which is absolutely lovely we yeah. really love like um, don't request shit shows actually do request shit shows they're the best don't request boring shows uh, we're also looking for requests because <laughs> again heading into the Christmas break we might have a break we might pre-record some bonus episodes Ooh. to release as we go so if there's give too much away here if there's any <laughs> movies as well that you may want to be okay uh, I'm off released, a movie yeah um, because I know for well the Marine 6 is out which features Miz versus Becky Lynch I saw that with Shawn like, Michaels that's very tempting <laughs> I, so I'd be quite keen to do that but also because I hate him so much I'd be quite keen to see if anyone would like us to do the Marine 2 which is Randy Orton God I'm not sure I can tolerate it Me neither That's why I think we should do it Alright okay We'll, we'll see <laughs> um, But as I said Yeah thank you very much everyone For all your feedback It's been really really good um, If you l- do like the pod You know give us a like Give us a share We don't We're not really good at shilling this That's why we sound quite awkward Mate never did it for anyone else Never thought anyone would listen to it And I regularly turn up and There's like 100 listens a day And I'm just out, Just shocked How many people are actually Giving a shit right now So thank you for that It's greatly appreciated So Rather than us uh, weep with enjoyment like the women in these promos weep throughout the evening, <laughs> uh, we now have NXT Women's Championship match. The first time, and again, they make a big deal of this, the first time the NXT Women's title has been defended on the main roster show. Fucking main roster show. Yeah. Um, we've got your champion, Kyrie saying the Pirate Princess against Shayna, my God, best women's wrestler, Baszler. You reckon? <laughs> She's just so scary. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I think, again, this is one of those perfect storytelling moments. It's Kyrie is obviously beat Shayna in the first May Young Classics finals. 
Baszler is an absolutely vicious prick in <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. She has this um, quote in the opening promo where it's, no one has fear as their ally. And I'm like, oh my nice. God, what a line. Like Whoever got that or if she wrote that, fuck me, that's amazing. Because it just sums her up perfectly. She's terrifying and fear is her ally coming into all these matches. But there's one girl that will not fucking take it and it's Kyrie Sane. She's this cute, lovable pirate princess kind of like Disney-esque sort of character. And she won't back down at all. It's like, this is fucking yeah. awesome. It's a perfect story. And I love in Kyrie Sane's entrance when she comes out and she's got the treasure chest and opens it up and the belt's in the treasure chest. Fuck yeah, oh, Yes, please. Talk about like sunk gimmicks. Like yeah. she's down. Like in the opening promo when... Shayna and her are facing off the NXT. And this is hard to do on a podcast, it's obviously, but uh, Kyrie takes her elbow, which is her, like her finish, and puts it in front of her face. So you can only see her eyes when she's doing the stare down. And you're like, oh, it's fucking so cool. Really, really good. And again, excellent production work from the NXT segment when they did that, just to be able to pick that up. I know, again, it's, a lot of it's very produced for NXT, but it, it was brilliant. It does so much because you get the stare down moments, but building tension between the two. Yet her highlighting her finish because she's chucking her elbow in her face and making her look more fearsome because you can only see her eyes. It's like, oh, it's so clever. Very good. That shit, like, oh, that little subtlety with pro wrestling makes such a difference. And as we'd expect, we start the match with Shayna Baszler being very much... No, 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 no. Have you noticed Kyrie's music change? No. I've spoken to four or five people that haven't even noticed. Are you sure it's changed? When, <laughs> I, I I thought I was going insane because when Kari first came in, she had this amazing music which she has now. Okay, uh, it's it's uh it's like if you're queuing for a ride at Disneyland and they're trying to build tension, but it's meant to be magical. It's it's exactly that. It's perfect for Kari. She is that character. But then a few weeks later, they changed it to the shitty pirate music. It was like crappy, cheesy Pirates of the Caribbean, like dum 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 dum, like proper pirate bullshit. But they've gone back to this kind of like magical Disney sort of like tension building music, and I'm so fucking happy they have because it was turning Kyrie into like a comedy character. Hang on, it didn't do anything bad for Paul Burchill. Oh Jesus, I like that gimmick. I'm gonna be honest. I think if they'd have pushed that harder, it would have been great. But. Yeah, I was so happy they've gone back to Kyrie's original music. It suits her down to the ground. <laughs> and it just it makes everything it's a big superstar. She seems like a star when she comes out with all this gimmick and that music and everything else. Okay. I mean if I said if I'm honest, I had noticed indifference, but to be fair, Sorry. I've only really seen her May Young Classic stuff. Didn't really watch much of her stuff in the next day or pay attention to the music. I thought they were gonna ruin her by changing her music. Like they tried to do with Shinsuke with change his entrance. No, Shinsuke was ruined by Vince McMahon. Well and the terrible booking of general, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, now I'm not going to get told off for forgetting that someone music's changed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just an interesting point, dude. Shayna Baszler then starts this match targeting the hand, wrist, and arm of Kairi Zane early on and looking to take this, the uh, champ strikes away. They exchange leg sweeps and I'm the happiest man in the world. Yeah, just really, really good. Kairi, like, Shayna takes the piss by just sweeping out Kairi's leg. Then Kairi starts to kind of fight back and does the same thing to her <laughs> in the corner. Like, ooh. Yeah, size doesn't matter here and fear may be your friend, but... You're not a pirate princess. There's so many sweet dodges and reversals and all the all the key locks. Um, really, really nice. Kyrie fought back, delivered a backhand that stunned Baszler and caught her up, caught her off guard. Delivers a nasty spear to Baszler, building momentum. Corner shoulder block, flipping neck breaker. Very nice. Um, 
So Sane's really in Kairi Sane's really in control. After after Kairi Sane hits the DDT, um, she looks to follow up with the with that insane elbow, but Bay's a roll to the floor. Again, classic heel move. We're going to give you the finish. Obviously, we knew she wasn't going to hit it quite early on in the match. Rolls out of the way. Uh, but instead, they teased the elbow a few times. In this yeah. Match. Um, instead, she just uh, just took off the top rope to the outside and took her out. <laughs> Fucking also macho style. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely love beautiful. that moment. It's classic. Back body drop Baszler into her mates at ringside, mm. which is uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh, Have I said those names right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and uh, when Jessamyn Duke tried to get involved, she took a massive nasty looking back fist from Kyrie Sane as yeah, well. Yeah, that was awesome. After we've had the back fist into Jessamyn Duke, uh, Kyrie Sane tries the elbow again. But this time, uh, Marina Shafir jumps on the apron, gets another back fist too. Um, but at this stage, Shayna Baszler's recovered, pulls in the choke. Kairi Sane looks like she's going to get out of it. And this was fantastic. Well, they almost Brett Piper it. Yeah. Rolled him over. Almost got the pin. Escapes the hold because obviously Shayna Baszler has to let go. Like the last match. Yeah. Very nice. Really good because that was the finish from the last match as well. So nice storytelling. Get back to it. Fortunately, ref distracted. Kairi Sane goes to the uh, to the ropes. Jessamyn Duke with an amazing kick. Yeah. Good grief. From the floor up yeah, to the second mid- rope. second rope. Really her good. Like, fucking A. That's impressive. And that sent her into the clutches of Shayna Baszler, who locks in a submission. The Carafuna clutch. But the way Kairi Sane, right at the end, looks like she was about to give it that, like, that one last fight and then just drops. And it's like, oh, well done. Perfect storytelling again. Like She does such a good job of selling it. I love the way that... They go in to do the arm lift, and the ref realizes she's out after one arm lift. It's like, no, that's it. Fuck it. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. It's done. You know, um, like, I know people that complain about not having the three arm lift thing. If they're I out, think, they're out. Exactly. I think if the ref goes over and you can clearly see that person is out, one arm lift is a plenty nowadays. The world has changed with MMA and everything. You yeah. Know? You tap or you, you're out. That's it. No one's going to believe it. I'd like to get rid of the three arm lift thing completely. Yeah, it seems so cheesy. No point. Yeah. I mean, when they do it, I, I do mark out. I'm going to be honest. So, like, you know, and they did it in progress this weekend. And I think the arm goes down twice. And then just the Zach holds it the third time. He's like, oh, I've still got it. You're like, there's cool moments. But I think it has to be for certain maneuvers. Yeah. You know, I don't, I think a big, like, horrible rear naked choke by an MMA girl for, um, after all this punishment and the kick to the head and how she's clearly out on the floor. I'm very content with the yeah. one arm lift. Excellent refereeing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, excellent storytelling. So we now have our first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler, who leaves with the two of the four horsewomen. Yeah, fucking A. I thought the commentators did a brilliant job of selling how fucked up Kari was at the end as well. Yeah, outstanding for our yeah. night. Now this leads on to the annoying Tex Williams question of the pod. Right. So the problem at the moment is Becky Lynch and Charlotte are heels and faces not, not getting on together Ronda Rousey is a top face mm. Survivor Series is around the corner yeah now I would have assumed at some point WWE would have wanted to go four horsewomen of MMA MMA versus the four women of yeah I would have assumed I would have assumed WWE would want to go with the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of NXT yep they can't do it now because they can't put Ronda Rousey with the MMA girls because she's a face and they're all heels. They can't put Becky with the four horsewomen. So, do you think WWE are going to do something stupid and put Ronda Rousey with Charlotte Bailey oh, and Sasha Banks no, don't do that. and put Becky with <laughs> Baszler? Well, no, but this is the thing. It's, they've wanted to do this Survivor Series style match. They're not going to do a War Games, which would be amazing if they did. Yeah, okay. 
there's, there's a simpler story. I've thought about this a few times. Well, I know I know you've said about the simpler story. We've covered it before. With how yeah. they're going to go over that. Shane turns on Ronda. Yeah, easy. But, but why would Ronda, other than oh, they're my mates? Because Ronda beats up all three of them. She's Ronda Rousey. No, as in like from storytelling wise. So obviously she's a good guy because they're jealous. They're of Ronda. bad guys. Easy. No, but why would she take with them? Because they're bad guys. Well, she's not tagging with them. No, but for Survivor Series, this is what I'm saying. No, she, no, she... I'm saying that doesn't matter at all. I'm saying just ah, any see, show, any no, match, that's what I'm saying. Time. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. That, that... Ronda's in the main event of whatever pay-per-view or show it is. Oh, WrestleMania. Uh, maybe. Shayna comes out to ringside like she's going to help Ronda because Ronda's actually in trouble for whatever reason. Maybe an injury, maybe a cheating thing. Yeah. Maybe Nia Jax has squashed her fucking face or something. You know what I mean? Because that, that could happen. <laughs> and then Shayna comes out chokes the fuck out of Ronda, rolls her in the ring, Nia pins her. Easy. I'm not denying that, but that wasn't what my question was, was it? <laughs> I think the question's bullshit because it's based in the place of it's, no, it's not going to happen. It makes no sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense, but do you think they're still going to be stupid and try and do it? Nah. I think they'd be dumb to. Putting Ronda with a bunch of heels? No, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Do you no think sense. they're going to try and do something stupid? No, they're, they're never going to do the switchy thing you were talking about because that makes absolutely oh, no, fuckable I, sense. That would be even worse. Wait, if they do that, I mean, I'm, I, mean I don't watch WWE anyway, but you know, if it gets to the <laughs> point where they're doing shit like that, I'm just like, no. The, the endless switching. I'm going to bitch about this now. WWE have been endlessly fucking me off recently with their constant switching of faces and heels. Why? What is their problem? Why can't they book a face? It's so simple. It's so fucking... The last good face they booked was The Fucking Rock. And that was years ago. Hey, what are you trying to say about the Big Show's face run? Mate. <laughs> Dragon, Punk, all these people were booked fucking terribly. And they were good enough to get beyond the booking. You know? Who have they pushed? Cena, Roman. Fucking all these dickheads that have been... Oh, faces! Like, book a face, for fuck's sake. Like, I'm so sick of how indies can't book heels. Because the heels are all way too cool how all the WWE guys can't book faces. Do you think that's a problem, though, the audience? No, it's a problem with Vince fucking McMahon. He's a <laughs> douchebag. I'm so sick of this bullshit. Like, die already! <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> no, just really. Oh, I'm so sick of this. This could be awesome. The whole way through, even this show, like, they can't book faces. No. They have no idea how to do it. It's like they've completely forgotten. I mean, that, that was quite something. From something I was just, uh, oh, just to throw a little Survivor Series question out there. To, uh, it won't happen and they're <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, I, am I, I wrong? I, mm, I think they've done quite a good job of booking a John Cena face because now people miss him now he's not right, there. Put it this way. Who, who is the current top face of WWE? Uh, well, regrettably, no one. My point proven in one sentence. But that's only because a man is poorly. Okay. Then it would be Roman. So Roman. Yeah? Yeah. Roman gets heel heat every time he comes out. But he gets Make-A-Wish, he gets TV, he gets merch sales. That's not how you book a face. It's a different business. What do you mean? Do WWE care about their live... <laughs> they don't. They care about the casual fan. They don't care about what we like because... Well, we're... they're fucking idiots then because they're losing their viewership. Because we'll give them the money... Well, I'll give them network money regardless. <laughs> Indeed. <Okay. laughs> the World of Wrestling podcast... Thing is, I don't think you're wrong. I really don't think you're wrong, but... Wouldn't it be better if they had a solid top face? But then if you look in NXT, who's the solid top face there at the moment? Mate, I can think of like four. Okay. Let's do this. Alistair Black. Okay. Super over, top face. Johnny Gargano was, but they fucking turned him heel because they're dickheads. Ah, but he was getting booed. <sighs> Come on, dude. <laughs> and Johnny Gargano Johnny is... Gargano is, is a face. He will always be a face. He's crap as a heel. I think you finished that sentence with too many words. 
He's not bad. He's not bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, what faces? Okay. Um, what's his name? Velveteen. But he's more of a tweener. But this is the thing, right? Modern society. You don't have to be Hulk Hogan to be a face. But that's the old style face you're saying about booking. The the kids want the superhero. They're not booking for us aging men. They're booking for the kids. The kids want a superhero. That's wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. But you should that... book for your audience. And your audience includes a fuckload of older people. But that again is the problem. The audience will turn up for example, like we're saying now, I agree with you that the booking and the character building has been god awful for about twenty years. Okay. But I have still watched WWE for twenty years. Yeah. I'm probably still gonna watch WWE. It's not going to change. They cater for the casual audience. They don't casual for, cater for the fans. People go to WrestleMania and fly over the road. It's not because they're going to see Roman Reigns. They go because they want to go to WrestleMania. Is that why their numbers are dying? Ah, well, they're, they're, <laughs> their numbers are dying, but their, their, their business profits are going up. <laughs> why, though? Because of how they do things. Because No, come media. on. Let's be honest about it. Why are their numbers high financially right now? I mean, Sa- you know the answer. Sa- Say the fucking answer. Be brave. Even before Saudi Arabia <laughs> and that dirty money coming into WWE's coffers. Blood money, yeah. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> Hi, Crown Prince. Nice to see you. I was so over with the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> the fact we started every pod with the joke for the last few weeks Mate, of our beef with them. They give me eight billion or whatever it is to go over there to wrestle. I'll fucking kill myself for them. I don't care. I'll do it. Let's move on let's from our... Let's finish this fucking pay-per-view, Jesus. Let's, let's move on from this discussion, and I will let you die slowly as I go through my poor notes for the play-by-play for the last women's standing match <laughs> between Charlotte Flair and the man, Becky Lynch. What a fucking match, bro. Absolutely brilliant. This is... I can't, oh, I can't find fault in it. No, it's fucking brilliant. Like, If you don't like hardcore wrestling, I can see why maybe you don't like the chair shots, the, the table spots, whatever it is, but... There's a feud ender, and there's two women going out proving how they should have been the main event. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I think... And again, this is again why I said my notes are a little bit shoddy in this, because whilst instead of writing the notes, I was just watching it, and I went to watch it again, and I just couldn't. I was like, oh, crap. Okay. So I've got notes. Let, do you want me to call this thing? Because I've got quite good notes about this, so I watched it twice. <laughs> You've belittling already my poor note-taking. No, I'm just saying, for this one match, you can do the main event. I don't want to do that bullshit. But like, I, I will do actual... Nikki Bella's finest moment. Um... <laughs> And you okay? You you go ahead. All right. This is the actual main event for me, by far. Like I was literally gonna go, go like nine for your main event of the evening. I was gonna say what what you're not gonna see after this list is Rich is actually gonna unplug, and I'm just gonna do the rest <laughs> of the pod by myself. You can do Nikki Rousey by yourself. Yeah, Fine, I will. So the video package highlights uh, the end to edge interview with Becky, where she is an awesome heel. But everyone loves her. <laughs> Don't hurt your neck going out those ropes. Oh, that, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! She's brilliant. <laughs> she's so funny. Again, uh, another person that should have been booked as a purely face, but for some reason they turned a heel. Fucking idiots. Uh, Charlotte is... Uh, how to describe how good she is in the ring and the mic and her character and everything. She's fucking awesome. Also, uh, shout out to her robe maker. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the thing she came out with, this kind of gold and blue teal thing. Like, yeah. Oh. She's making Ric Flair look like a homeless. <laughs> a homeless. <laughs> I love yeah. Becky Flair. So we've got this weird kind of dichotomy where Becky's this loved heel and Charlotte's is this kind of less loved face. But she does get booed occasionally, but it's not because she's bad or anything. It's because people love Becky. I like the fact after the introductions of the audience going, Becky, Becky, Becky. And Charlotte's A. like, oh. 
<laughs> this this package they highlight the uh, the spear through the LED entrance wall, which is an amazing lead-in really spot. Really nice. It was it was almost to the level of you know the lead-in with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin for WrestleMania 14. Yeah. To me, this is on those levels. It's like really classy. You've got an established star in Becky Lynch or Shawn Michaels, and this young up-and-comer who's kind of like a tweenery sort of character, like Stone Cold or Becky. Yeah. Like fucking brilliant build. Really, really good. Uh, uh, from what I've seen in this package at least because I don't watch the TV show so it could have been terrible but the package looked great <laughs> uh, so Jojo announces the rules before the match and she looks absolutely exhausted I don't know if you noticed she had massive bags under her eyes and stuff it's probably because all night Bray Wyatt's going no one's going that. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it now so yeah why not uh, Charlotte gets more booze and cheers on her entrance which I think is a shame but you can understand why a uh, huge Becky chance for a music set, as you say. Uh, what about Becky's very face music, considering she's a heel character? I think it works well, though. The, the woes and everything, and everyone's singing along, and you're like, oh, come on, if you're going to make a heel, change the fucking music at least. No, because I think there'll be a switcheroo at some point. Absolutely. I reckon they'll do a double they, turn. They have to, don't they? Yeah. Well, they won't, because it's Vince, and he's just like, <laughs> but it's Charlotte Flair, for God's sake. <laughs> but, um, whatever. Uh, I, I remember why we don't review WWE shows now. <laughs> <laughs> just bitch about Vince the whole time. <laughs> Uh, both women are wearing gold, which I think is a bit of a shame, but like they're very different gold. Uh, Becky's wearing like a brown and gold. Charlotte's wearing like a teal and white and gold almost. So you can tell the difference, obviously. One's got bright ginger hair. I mean, <laughs> collectively we're fashionistas, aren't we? But this is like the third match in a row where two women are wearing exactly yeah. the same gear and the main event as well. Both wearing black. Anyway, <laughs> but Becky is over as fuck. The fans are still singing her music when they cut the music. It's fucking excellent. Um, Charlotte do the big introductions with the the dramatic lighting. Charlotte gets booed. Um, then there's uh, shoves mockery and talking to start with between the two of them. I think great building yeah, that nice. tension. Uh, Charlotte goes up top uh, and gets the whole flop thing like her dad does. Yeah. That's like a nice little tribute. Thought that was really really good. Uh, then then we start to get into the the weaponry. Okay. So Becky whips out a kendo stick and beats the shit out of Charlotte with it. Then they both kind of go either side of the ring. And they start lobbing <laughs> chairs yeah. into the ring. Terry Funk style. Exactly. Terry and Foley. Hey, fucking A, man. The chair riot from ECW. If I was sitting front row, my chair would have been in that fucking ring <laughs> the second they started doing it. And under Vince's WWE, you would have been ejected. Oh, of course. And you what? would have missed the main event. Can you imagine if they'd have had a fucking chair riot at this point? <laughs> just to fuck their main event off. Seven-year-olds <laughs> just trying to chalk their chairs in. I totally would have been in. It was so good. So eventually we get back into the ring. Uh, Flair backdrop driver to Becky on the stack of the chairs, which looks absolutely mm. horrifically brutal. She tries to cut protect her head as she goes down, but even then it's like crunch. You know they're going big spot. We're going to yeah. drop each other on our heads now fuck safety like this is our moment you know really really cool uh, but still professional you know yeah uh, table set up in the corner which comes prevalent later uh, Becky does a pump handle rock bottom into the stack of chairs which again looks absolutely brutal I don't like pump handles but this made sense to me yeah definitely. like an arm capture yeah well it was a transition move isn't it yeah fucking it uh, Becky go, Becky's on the table Flair goes up top and does the moonsault and I am the table because the table does not break god damn those hard standing tables these WWE tables they bought they spent way too much money on the table budget <laughs> I mean I don't think it helped that Charlotte overshot it and again Michael Cole again they didn't try and cover it up it was like nope. she overshot it yeah absolutely so Flair's like fuck that goes up top does a swanton through the table she's watching her Jeff Hardy tapes uh, we get a nine count after this spot because obviously they're doing the, the last woman standing uh, we get a weird figure eight in the ladder spot very stally you know what I yeah, mean yeah look what's going look try looked quite difficult to execute yeah um and didn't add much i'd say of all the excellence that was in this match this was good but it 
I think I could have done without it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can understand why they're going for it cool visual moment as well yeah um it took them way too long to get into it they had to change position twice they had to move the ladder this sort of thing like but the cool moment about this spot at least is when brecky the way becky breaks it up she uses the chair and like uses the side of the chair on charlotte's shin bone oh like oh that's gonna fucking hurt that's another wincey wince <laughs> absolutely wince that's mcmahon like one of the most horrible moments i've seen in pro wrestling i don't want to have anything whack against my no. shin it's fucking horrible becky tries to leave as she has done in the last couple of matches with a nice spot but they get a walk and brawl kind of through the crowd yeah. Really nice moments. Uh, they set up a ladder on the outside and the announcer's table is clear and you're like, oh God, what are they doing? That stage, I would be saying, what are you doing? We don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was the German announce table that they went through. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because Carlos Cabrera, who's still there and now he's lost his... Hugo Savanovich is nowhere to be seen because he's a oh, pervert. Oh, <laughs> okay. So Becky does a leg drop off, not quite the top of the ladder, but close enough uh, through the table, which uh, was pretty awesome. Gets another nine count. They're really building tension into this moment. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the ref definitely stopped counting before Charlotte was to her feet. Yeah. In the MMA rule, she had three point of contact on the floor, both her feet yeah. and her hand. Uh, but then Charlotte kind of gets to her knees almost and goes, is that all you've got? And you're like, oh, here we go. And Becky Balboa. <laughs> she kicks the <laughs> shit out of her. It's <laughs> fucking ace. Uh, she then buries her. Then Becky then buries Flair in a bunch of chairs and broken table bits, and Flair gets this awesome carry moment where her hand kind of comes up through the yeah, chairs and she rises so up, and it's like, Aah! and and Becky's selling of this when this happens was outstanding, but wasn't the, it? The sell job from both these girls in this moment was amazingly good. I really, really loved it. Uh, Flair then beats the fuck out of Becky for the next few minutes. That kendo stick as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this match. Seriously, this match. I mean, the, the kendo stick shots for both of them for this, none of this was safe. There was no, no like, I'm going to stand right opposite you. It was like angles all over the place. You can tell how much they trust each other. Yeah. Yeah. That, that leads to the greatest matches ever, in my opinion. Definitely. You've got two people that know they can beat each other up for real almost at times, but know they're not going to really damage each other anyway, yeah. you know? I mean, Becky came into this with a massive bruise on her, her thigh. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. There's a big bruise down the side of it. And I'm like, this girl does not give a fuck. She's willing. Like, I love her so tough, much. Tough, tough, tough cookie. Fucking A. All right, our finish comes where Charlotte goes up top. And we've got a table set out on the outside. But Becky pops up and power bombs Charlotte through the table from the ropes to the outside. Ow, ow, ow. That must have fucking hurt. Did you notice as well when she did this power bomb? Uh, Mike Kyoda was holding the back of Becky Lynch's attire to give her a bit of stability. Was he? What I noticed edge? this and I was nice. like, well done, because that's helping the safety of it. So well played. It was very subtle. He is quality. Yeah. Goes completely really unnoticed yeah. from the really, really majority good. of the stuff. And as you said again about the trust, I don't think many wrestlers in any promotion would sit there and go, you know what I'll do? You stand on that top right and powerbomb me through that table on the outside. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I'd want to, to be honest. I would not trust anyone to do that to me, especially <laughs> now I can't even wrestle. Yeah, but Charlotte takes some hellish bumps in these big shows. She is, well, she's she's baby flair, isn't she? Absolutely. She is We're not talking Charles dad. Robinson. No, she's, <laughs> <mini -nage. laughs> she's done her dad so proud, man. This match yeah. especially was fuck. I'm going to be honest. I think this is better than any flare match I've ever seen. Rick Flair match. That is a bold statement. I mean, it's up there for me. I mean, it's easily the best last person standing match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's right up there. It's it's along the lines of, uh, is it the Austin Bret Hart WrestleMania 13? Is that last man standing? That was was that I quit. That was I quit. I think wasn't I it? I don't know actually because yeah uh, yeah. Don't worry, just cut. Well no no, but the fact that a match where 
two wrestlers are in so much peril. Again, it doesn't matter if it's not last man standing or not. The fact is that that peril and then the finish, which I'm sure you're going to get to. Well, just what they do, the 8-9-10 and like Flair's trying to get to her feet but can't. And she's just trying and trying and she just, ah, as they get to 10. Absolutely brilliant. So basically she like gets up to one knee and looks like she's about to stand then just crumbles to the floor. It's an amazing moment. And, and Becky Becky's reaction. Relieved and happy and glorious that she's won this match and it took that moment to do it. Fucking hell, man. What a story. What a match. Like, absolutely outstanding. Um, everyone in the audience sings Becky's theme music as soon as it hits. And she leaves in tears, broken, but victorious. And the last thing she does is she goes, I'm the man. <laughs> she yeah. kind of backs away from the camera. You're like, fucking hell. Five stars, five stars, five stars. I, I can't remember the name of the author, but he uh, he wrote um, Blood Red Turns Dollar Green, which is like a wrestling-based book in the 80s. Okay. Um, he's an Irish author, and he basically wrote on his Twitter... Following evolution, uh, we now need to have Becky Lynch on all of our currency and <laughs> celebrate her as queen. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. yeah. So we cut to Cole, Renee, and Beth as they put over the last match and the crown jewel as the crowd boos. Here oh we go. Oh my god! What? A sh- I mean, again, yeah, business, business, but it's your all ladies pay per view. In honesty, you've probably given this to them because you keep doing crown jewel and everyone crapped on you so much for not taking the women putting a crown jewel promo during this pay-per-view right at the end and watching how awkward Beth Phoenix and Renee Young looked. You could tell something was wrong. But I also like the fact that Renee Young was dressed in Saudi attire, so it's fine. Oh, I guess she kind of was. She was the crown jewel. Maybe. Uh, Apart from Aside from all of that, I get this kind of, wait a fucking second, they're doing the new Universal Champion between Braun and Brock at this fucking piece of shit oh, show. Oh, did you not know this? I did not know this until I yeah. saw this promo. They're also, allegedly, doing Dragon finally getting his title shot against AJ after coming back. And not. I was just like, my instant reaction at the time was, fuck this company. Fuck this company hard. I'm not watching this shit. I don't give a fuck what matches you put on it. I'm not watching it. But, and then I hear recently that Dragon's now off the show. Yes. For uh, his own call, apparently? Both him and John Cena refused to go. Good boys. So John Cena has been removed from the World Cup and replaced with Bobby Lashley. Fair enough. Um, and, yeah, Dragon's out. They had their match on SmackDown. Apparently they had the match on SmackDown, yeah. So they've wasted that. Yeah, exactly. What a, what a waste of, like, you know, the what? best... The best face they've got, let's face it. What a waste of airtime. What a waste of space. Yeah. Now, like, we try not to bitch and moan too much in this pod. We try and be positive about stuff in general. But this whole situation that we've talked about a million times is fucked up beyond belief. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here with Crown Jewel. Um, and I am in full agreement with you on this. But I see from a wrestling business standpoint, um, WWE have this contract with uh, General Sports uh, Agency, GSA, in Saudi yeah. Arabia. yeah. And online, there are murmurings that if they negate on their contract, it's a £1 billion fine. So from a wrestling standpoint, from a business standpoint, if they pull out, that's going to be a huge hit on the stock price. And, you know, who's going to pour cement in Vince's Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> nice. The thing is, th- those numbers that we're talking about there could not only kill WWE or give them a harsh time, it could really, really damage the wrestling business in general. Because we need WWE to do well for everyone else to do well. This is one of the reasons I get so angry about the booking of like potential faces and stuff. Because those are the people that are going to push the business in the right direction. They're the superstars that people latch onto, like casuals and stuff, you know. I think this is a similar situation then, that if you lose a billion dollars out of WWE, 
that's going to filter down into all the American indies. They're in the British indies, NXT UKs, all these sorts of stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and so I can understand it from that perspective. Yeah. And let's try and take the positive. If at some stage they manage to get a women's match in Saudi Arabia, then it may be worth it mm. just to prove that change. Absolutely. But let's move away from what can be perceived as a negative. We then get our wonderful hype video for our main event of the evening. Now, I agree with you. The main event should have been Becky and Charlotte. But there was a massive surge of tickets as soon as this match was announced. All right, that's good. It's Ronda. She's a superstar. I get it. It's, it wasn't that. Well, Bellas? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, because the... the there sp- were a lot of women cosplaying as Nikki Bella in the audience. The I split this. crowd. And again, you know, I... I know you are obviously mock Total Bellas and Total Divas, and I, I watch it because I watch Trash. It's fine. I, mean, oh. I don't really care, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny, I get it. But the fact is their brand in the States is huge as people. So the fact that putting Nikki Bella on the marquee, when it's not great from a wrestling sure they're people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It's very harsh. But it did lead <laughs> to a possibly one of the best bitchy promos that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. When in the pre- pre-match package for this when they had the build-up where the Bellas were saying that they've been knocking down doors and they're the reason why it's the the Bellolution and Ronda Rousey then said the words the only doors you've knocked down is the door the door to John Cena's bedroom fucking brilliant line <laughs> but they didn't put the second part in when when she turned around and said and he kicks you straight back out of that <laughs> oh, door yeah they, they did cut that didn't they <laughs> um so they did well with limited time to build up to make this matter yeah. At no point throughout the build-up, throughout anything, did anyone think Ronda Rousey was going to lose this match. Oh, no, she's not ever losing this belt, I think. But I think, I think she's going to go a whole career undefeated as the champion. <laughs> I think it's the best way to book it. But I think it was quite symbolic that they basically was like, this is the new women's wrestler against the last of the old type of women's performer in WWE. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And I think ticket sales, marquee value... Hmm. Put your two biggest box office draws, because again, to wrestling fans, Charlotte and Becky should have, and again, I agree, main evented this show. But Jeez. if you were going to have the heel go over for a feel-good show... As oh, we'll I get- guess with the reality shows and everything, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Is Charlotte on any of these shows? No. Okay, maybe that would help her character a bit. But that that's a problem, because like, some people have been on them and booted off straight away. So you had Renee right. Young who was on it for a season, and Renee was like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. and, and then people were like, yeah, let's not get back for another series. <laughs> All right. I but see. away from Total Bellas, after our wonderful, we have our entrance for Nikki and Brie Bella. I have a question. Oh, far away. Do the Bellas have the the joint worst theme musics of all pro wrestling? Brie Bella. <laughs> and that you can look, but you can't touch. Like, oh, they're both horrible entrance themes. But I think that helps their bitchy hearly oh, characters absolutely. isn't it yeah yeah totally you don't want nice theme music at least it's the same thing you're saying about becky lynch you don't want to have good music for your heels mate ronda coming out to i don't give a damn about my bad reputation ding, 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 which is just fucking awesome so happy they got the rights to this music to do this yeah triple h again did like was cm punks with living color for that one she was like i'll sign if i can have this it wouldn't have been the same without it like rousey coming out to that music is yeah. essential yeah me. i agree so the bellas are t- uh the bellas come down the ring with their big flag which I like. I like a flag. Yeah, why not, mate? No, no flag, no country. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie is odd. And we've got then our Ronda Rousey entrance. The crowd erupts. Yeah, she's super, super over. I mean, don't get me wrong. They popped huge for the Bellas. Yep. 
It was about 50-50 for the Bellas. There was lots of women excited to see the Bellas, which I was genuinely surprised by. Um, but again, it's the reality TV show fame and stuff, I think, yeah. helping as well. Um, but yeah, the, the pop for Rousey is immense. Before we go into this, and again, while I joke about this, I don't think people should underestimate the impact that Total Divas and Total Bellas had on these on this women's revolution and evolution now or evolution now so many revolution. different ways evolution evolution shittest rhymes ever <laughs> because as you said a lot of people in the crowd cheering for Nikki and Brie Bella because they watched the TV show and the reason why I think a lot of the give divas a chance is people would start coming to shows and seeing people like Naomi they'd see people like Natalia on these shows and they want to see more. They want to see them have a chance to be as good as the men. And when they're cutting that promo to Rousey saying we've knocked down all these doors and stuff, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah. So yeah. they did a lot of good. They did a lot of bad as well, in my opinion. Yeah. But they they've persisted. They've trained. They've got better in the ring. Their characters are good. Their TV shows are watched a lot. Like they've survived on E for fucking ages. I mean, when your TV shows rated higher than Impact Wrestling. Yeah, dude. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. That's all right, but. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. I said, this match, I didn't expect to go as long as it did. Um, I didn't get timings down uh, for this one, but... Whenever they book Rousey, I almost always think she's going to squash them in 14 seconds, because that's what her MMA career was, and I always think they're going to play off that. Yeah. I thought they booked this brilliantly, I'm going to be honest. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think that's the general feedback as well. So we've got Ronda starting, taking challenges down, basically toying with her. She's yeah. like, I can put this armbar on you whenever I want. Proper taking the piss. And uh, yeah, basically... Like, I'll do this and slapping her about, like pushing her in the middle of the ring. It's like, go back to your corner. <laughs> but then, as we'd expect, a bit of twin magic comes in and, like, Brie distracts Rhonda, allowing Nikki to seize control. And so she grounds Rhonda and applies a sleeper. I like the fact when she tried to do a double leg on Rhonda and Rhonda just rolled her over as well. Yeah. I thought that was quite a nice Fucking touch. great, yeah. So she threw Ronda Rousey into the barricade when they're on the outside and then threw her face first into the into the ring apron. How good was Rousey's cell? Absolutely amazing. She whipped her head back like crazy. Yeah, like, proper was... like whiplash reaction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely outstanding. I think Ronda is getting so good in the ring. Yeah, her selling's really, really good. And she's kind of using really cool judoka moves and stuff. Not stuff that you really use in a real fight, but is legitimate. But like, you know, yeah, really outstanding. I really love her moveset. I think yeah, it's she's really developing. different, but pro wrestling, you know, not MMA. A couple of uh, cheap shots by Brie on the outside. And then uh, Nikki Bella applies the abdominal stretch, bringing it back. She's learned to move. <laughs> and she's working over the midsection. So again, she's working a body part. So again, that's good. <laughs> the way you said she learned to move, that tickled me. <laughs> Alternating chance at this stage. <laughs> between Bella and Ronda. Yeah, I mean, Rousey's still, I'd say, 60-70% more, but yes. So at this stage as well, Nikki Bella sets um, sets her up for a superplex. A bit more interference from Brie. Rousey caught Nikki off guard and tried for a crossbody. Bella moved out of the way. And again, champion crashed to the mat. So again, and the selling, the pain, the move, very, very good. You could book Rousey as this robotic monster. And I'm really happy they haven't. No. Because she is still a dominant queen or whatever you, however you want to put it but she has learned how to sell they could have goldberg her easy yeah but then where's where's the payoff exactly yeah they've learned from other people's mistakes and shit and i think rousey wanted to wants to put other people over she wants them to make other people yeah, look good definitely. she seems like a team player you know bella tried with a baseball slide uh rousey pulled herself out and out of the way kick attempt by bella and countered rousey puts both bellas on the shoulder and delivers some kind of brazilian throw fucking a yeah um Barrage of right hands just basically raining down on a mountain and walloping her in the face. 
no, not not you know, not holding back in any way. She started basically ragdolling uh, Nikki Bella around the ring, and then uh, clearly uh, at this stage, you're like, yeah, she's really out of her depth. <laughs> she's absolutely out of her depth. Yeah. Um, Nikki tried to escape through the crowd, but you know, got away from it. Brie Bella again gets involved. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, she responded by throwing Brie but right across the, the commentary sto- table. That's the story, isn't it? Yeah. No, Rousey's going to beat the shit out of both of them and they need to double team her to do any sort of offense in. But what was nice here, as soon as she came back in and then uh, Nikki Bella hit that really, really good Alabama slam. Yeah, yeah, fucking it. At that stage, it was like, best move she's ever done. <laughs> Which again, you know, it sounds like I'm taking the piss because this is easily Nikki Bella's best match. They booked it brilliantly. They hit, Yeah, they, it probably is. Yeah, I can't think of any other matches. She's they hit her negatives. They emphasized her positives. Yeah. Rousey then lifts her up for Rack Attack 2.0. Um, oh, Bella, don't call it that. That's that what it's called. Fuck's sake. That's on. what it's called. All right. Um, only for uh, Rousey to kick out at two. So kick out the finisher in a in the <laughs> main event. Rakazak 2.0. Shut up. Are you goofy? <laughs> to make sure it's right. <laughs> I know. Rakazak 2.0. And then with uh, Bella perched on the ropes, Rousey ran over, pulled her back into the middle, locked in the armbar, tap, 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 tap. Nikki Bella sells her wrist. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after. A tap-out victory in the main event of the first ever women's pay-per-view. Ronda Rousey stands tall. Commentators put over. Ronda Rousey does the thing I hate and goes and sucks the face of her disgusting husband at ringside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes me feel sick every time they make out at ringside. I'm just like, please don't do that. Just just no. And Michael Coles, oh, they're celebrating with her husband. <laughs> celebrating, yeah, celebrating, sticking a tongue down each other's throat. In a His bone is going to knock down the bloody guardrail. Oh, so stupid. The WWE is obviously orientated at kids mostly. Like this is a little bit much, maybe. Like a kiss, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, this was like Lita Edge sex show. They like making suck out, wasn't it? Every time she has a match, I'm like, come on. He inhales one thing about this. I'm just like, no, please. He inhales her, and also it didn't really sell that. Oh, I've had a tough match. I'm just going to go snog my husband. <laughs> All right, babes. Yeah, it's what it is. But like, when when she was exiting the ring, and this was the nice thing to see, the number of young girls who are in the crowd trying to like slap hands with her as she went up, up the ramp, and I thought that summed it all up. And then they do the thing which for me ruined the show, where the entire locker room empties, heel or face, and they're just standing there celebrating. Stupid. Yeah, I can understand why they want the picture moment and everything. Uh, do it backstage, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Do Put it, it like a dot-com exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Just have Ronda pose down at the end of the show. She's the victor. She's the main event. But what I did like is they did the WrestleMania-style highlights package at the end of the pay-per-view, nice. which I liked. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. And then annoyingly, they finished it off because at this stage, I was scanning the crowd of the, the, the women. I was like, can't see the Bellas. Brilliant, because they've just lost. Can't see Becky Lynch. Brilliant. Because she's here. Until after they played this video package and they finish Evolution, cheers in the belts. Fuck that shit. Why did they do that? <laughs> now, after this pay-per-view went off the air, there were rumoured script leaks of what was going to be happening at Raw. Mm. And apparently, they were going to have Becky attacking Ronda backstage to set up their match at Survivor Series. Haven't they set that match up? They've set the match up, but they didn't yeah. do the attack. Okay, fair enough. What's going on here? What's the point of the brand split? Are we... Going combining, I think we're gonna have Raw versus SmackDown because it's only three weeks to book it. Oh, because it's Survivor Series, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, I thought they were gonna unify the belts, and I'm like, no, uh, didn't we just get that SmackDown belt or the women's belt? Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds stupid. Um, there is something I want to bring up here. Um, there's this certain joy on Rousey's face that I think I can explain 
Uh, think about the pressure that is being an MMA fighter. You're completely isolated, essentially. It's when the when it comes down to it, it's you and one other person, one other girl in the situation, in a ring fighting each other. WWE is the exact opposite of that. It's it's working as a team to create a cool performance. Yeah, that that sense of relief must be huge for these MMA girls coming into wrestling or MMA people, I should say. Um, I don't know. I I always see this joy on Rousey's face of like working together with people that I never saw from her before. You know, I just think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nice to see how she's bought into it. Yeah, she's really ingrained. She's not just working. She's not Brock Lesnar scheduling it. She's every show. She's working house shows. Yeah, like that stress of being an MMA fighter must be horrible. Yeah, and the fact that she's going to be so disciplined already with training camps and everything. She's always going to be in the PC training with people. The fact that again she's schmoozing with the right people to train with. So a lot of her work with Natty was good. Yeah, obviously yeah. that Natty heel turn it was never going to happen after. Poor Jim Neidhart passed away, so they're never going to turn a heel nah, after that. I don't think they ever should, really. No, not now. She's like Cena level. She shouldn't be heel. If they turn her heel, they'll just big show her. Yeah. She'll be flip-flopping for eternity almost. Yeah. You know, Just keep her as a face. She's established as a face. We all love her. You know, She's never going to be the champion, in my opinion. She should never be main eventing WrestleManias or whatever it may be. But a she few is, years ago, she should have been. Yeah. But like now, it's like we're beyond that point now. They've Dolph signaled her a little bit, and they booked her into yeah. oblivion. But like, you know, she's there. She's just keep her face. So last two things on this before we give it a cornflake rating. Because they're going with Becky versus Ronda at Survivor Series, I'm pretty certain, especially now Roman Reigns out of the pitch and they can't go for a shield triple threat at Mania. Yeah. We said it on one of the early pods. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is going to close WrestleMania. Fuck yeah, it totally should. Because 100%. Because Charlotte will drag her to a fucking awesome match. Yeah. There's nothing else. And that, that will be it. That will be the completion. And that will be then. Women will be treated exactly the same as men. Fuck yeah. Can we also have uh, a three-way between Nia, Ember, and Asuka, please? I, I'll book it. I'll yeah. get Vince on the phone. Those two matches. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Considering the women's belts. Considering we've got like a 17-hour show, I'm sure we can fit in two women's matches on. <laughs> you would have thought, considering they've got two women's belts. So, <laughs> and potentially tags. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, cornflake rating. Um, maybe a little controversial. I'm going to go five. I'm going to go full five. I think it was fucking amazing. Top to bottom, they convinced a lot of people, including myself, that this should be a regular thing. Um, As in annually or quarterly? I would say annually. Yep. I'd maybe do two. Um, I don't know, whatever. Maybe one, just keep it really, really special. Um, I'd like to see them getting more TV time as well. Um, but the point being that as this show worked, there was a fun tag match to start with some nostalgia, some cool little moments. Maybe the best battle royal I've ever seen. Yeah. Really, really good. Three fucking outstanding singles matches and a really fun six-person tag. Yeah. That's, that's all I want from wrestling. I thought, perfect. WWE-wise, this is the best pay-per-view from them I've watched in a very long time. Strong heel faces. Everyone's booked to the point. Fucking A, man. I, I would, again, yeah, I'd go four cornflakes for this. Cool. Because I can't give myself giving a five. <laughs> I'm wondering what it has to be to be a five. Like, if we just need to watch New Japan every week and be like, yeah, it's five stars. We will find out <laughs> when I give it a five. When we do Triple Mania. Uh, we're, uh, <laughs> mate, fucking, we're not doing Triple Mania. We're doing Wrestle Kingdom, though. Yes, yes. Fucking A, we're going to do Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Bef to finish off, shall we play a game? Let's do it. Play some music. Oh, actually, what game are we playing? We're going to be playing this week, WWE Active Roster. Yes! Hoo! Hoo, hoo, hoo! <laughs> 
So, uh, are you going to pick first this week, or am I going to pick first? I am going to pick first. I have some rule changes I'd like to do. Far away. I think it would be a better game if we tested our knowledge of the active roster without looking at the roster. Because we used to play it as in we have the roster in front of us, yep. and you just eliminate people, blah, 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 blah. Yep. I think it would be better if we test our knowledge just through memory. Okay, fine. Considering I don't currently watch the product, <laughs> this is going to be hard. That's fine. I have picked a wrestler. Okay. The other ha- other caveat I want to change, instead of 15, we'll do 20 questions. Jesus Christ. How long have we been recording for? 10 questions it is. <laughs> 10? Yeah. I'm not going to get it in 10. Oh, think- okay, I will try it in 10. Okay. Male or... Is this person a man? Yes. It is a man. Okay, cool. Are they American? Are they an American citizen? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we've got uh, a potentially American man. Okay. Are they... Oh, I don't even know who the current champions are. That's a bad question. Are they in a famous tag team? Yes. Yes. Okay. So dubiously, though. Let's not say overly famous. Okay. Do they have blonde hair? No. Okay. That eliminates a whole bunch of people. A man who's kind of American, who's kind of in a tag team. Oh, no, he's definitely in a tag team. Okay. Has he been a world champion? Singles or tag? Singles, like world heavyweight champion. No. Okay, no. Okay. Is he Caucasian? No. No. Is he obviously black? No. Okay, it's not obviously black. So how many questions? I guess the three guesses, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've got no idea who it is. Which don't, t- which don't take up your uh, your questions, because you can have ten questions, three guesses. Okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, yeah. okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so... Um, have they been a tag team champion? I'm going to say yes. Okay, yes, have been a tag team champion. Um... Oh, I can't think of anyone that's not... <laughs> I'm stuck on the race card at the moment. Keep on it. I want to help you. But uh, I, I I feel... Uh, is I... he Mexican? No. Fuck! Okay, that's all my questions. I've got three guesses. Would you like a bonus hint? Go on. In wrestling, their father is famous. Okay. Is it Bray Wyatt? No. Active roster WWE, yeah? Active roster WWE. And I, so I want to help you get this. He tags. Oh, that might give it away. I want, I want you to get it. He tags with... He, he has famous wrestling brothers. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm scanning the roster in my head going... Who has a famous wrestling brother? Just so I can give you a 50-50 chance of getting it because it's a person in a tag team. I've still got two guesses. Let me get oh, one at least. Okay. Famous wrestling brothers? I don't think I'm ever going to get this. It's the reason I picked it. <laughs> but now I feel bad. Can I say, is he on the main roster? He is on the main roster, okay. but hasn't been featured for a while. So he's been on things like main event, <laughs> superstars. Okay. Is it Carlos Colon? No, not Carlos. Mini Cologne, whichever one he is. There are two. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, oh, what's his name? 
two Cologne brothers. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even know their names. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of the Colognes? You've run out of guesses. You can only give I names. I think I've done, yeah. I think I've lost. It is one of the colognes. Okay, was it? It's Primo Cologne. Ah, oh, cool. I should have known his name, to be fair. Nice shout. It's a good pick, man. It's difficult to guess. I fear I'm going to get tonked <laughs> this one now. <laughs> it's all right. All right. All right, I've got one. Let's go for it. Okay. Your turn. Is this wrestler female? No. Nah, crap. <laughs> is this wrestler black? No. Has this wrestler been a former WWE slash Universal Champion? No. Have they ever held a title in WWE? Across everything, yes. Ooh. So that will be including the nuxed. Yes. No, that's, that's another question. No, I don't think that counts because I basically said that. It's all right. Okay. Four questions down. Is he an island boy? No, he is not an island boy. Hmm. Five to go. Ten questions is not enough, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fine. It's fine. Um, have they wrestled in New Japan? No, definitely not. Okay. Have they wrestled in Impact Wrestling slash TNA? Nope. Hmm. NXT belt. Not Samoa Joe. Not Finn Balor. Because he's not wrestling in New Japan. This is my process of elimination. Hmm. It's the bulk eliminations to start with. You know, once you get one, you can kind of zone in. Was it the NXT tag team titles they held? It was. Main roster NXT tag team title. I'm going to have a guess. Is it Connor from The Ascension? It's not. Two guesses left. Mm. Two questions and two guesses. Mm. My OCD is very happy that it's two of each. <laughs> <laughs> Tag team champion, now on the main roster. Hasn't, yes. hasn't had... <laughs> hasn't had... Hmm. NXT tag team champions from the beginning have been people like the Ascension so I've got one potential other Ascension member if I run out we've got DOI but those boys aren't on the main roster we've got Authors of Pain we've got Sanity hmm are they in the Authors of Pain? no are they in Sanity? no <laughs> shit no more questions but two guesses okay is it Victor from The Ascension? No. Oh, no. One guess left. Excellent finger choice, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> NXT. It's my middle finger for those Tag of you team champion. Not held a title on the main roster. We didn't establish that, but I will give you that. No, he hasn't. Well, you, you said across across all of WWE. Oh, okay, okay. You said yeah, NXT. Yeah, I see, I see, yeah. That's, that's a process of elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, that's good. NXT. Pay attention, I like it. <laughs> I do my best. I kind of fluff my way through this game usually. <laughs> I'll give you this. You're right about tag. It's either Jason Jordan or Chad Gable. And I need to guess which one's right. You've only got one guess. I know, shit. <laughs> 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 I'm so close, it's like battleships. I've got one chance left. D7. <laughs> Fuck it, Jason Jordan. 
It's Chad Cable. No! <laughs> you got there, though, man. I'll oh, give it to you. I'll give brilliant. it to you. Very well played, man. Uh, I won't say anything more too much about anything because this podcast is long enough as it is. So, uh, next week, we have a guest and we have a very special show. We have a proper guest. We have, <laughs> we have a man who's... Not in... any disrespect to the people that have been on the pod already, <laughs> but this man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Mark Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mark. <laughs> I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Shut up. Of course I do. Now, we are going to be joined next week by a promoter from the Southeast Professional Wrestling, Mr. Wicked, a very experienced man in professional wrestling and also training a full academy of very talented people such as Meathead, Will Power. You might have seen some of their stuff if you followed us on the Twitter. He's going to be joining us doing the Wrestling Channel's International showdown from Jeez. 2005 you know what the wrestling channel was you probably heard about it from Colt Cabana on his podcast because he's talked about it a few times but it was a TV channel in the UK that did a super show and they just used to broadcast professional wrestling but like I've seemed to remember this show but I can't vividly remember it I have a warm fuzzy mm. feeling inside with mm. a mixture of UK talent people from pro wrestling Noah over do you know what year it was 2005, 2005. 19th of March 2005 so it's a dark day for British wrestling interesting time period yeah which for sure. I thought would be quite good having a man who's uh, in and around it at that time absolutely to come and uh, to come and pass his wisdom we so- oomed and odd about what show Mr. Wicked do you want to call him Mr. Wicked yeah Mr. Wicked okay Mr. Wicked was going to come and do with us um, and the, uh, this one seems an absolute doozy. I think so. Yeah, I think he'll have a lot to say about it. And I look forward to embarrassing myself in front of him as well, so that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spud, what's he ever done? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when How do you do that finger snap, Dax? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Call back to episode one. Look at us. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? Uh, mine's Rich Be Thy Name. It's on Twitter and Instagram. The only two things I really use. How about you? Uh, I am at the Tax Williams on both Facebook twitter and the instagram obviously phone phone don't phone us <laughs> if you've got a number seven <laughs> no don't do that if you've got a number something's gone wrong also follow the twitter of the pod which is world of rest pod yeah that's where most people seem to be contacting us at the moment which is so good we've is got a, appreciate we've got a facebook page where we share things but yep, again, just search world of wrestling podcast you'll find us and for all of our links to our archive world of wrestling podcast.com Yep, if you want all the links to Stitcher, iTunes, and about a million other different iTunes, um, podcast apps, uh, we've, we're pretty much on everything now. So just search World of Wrestling Podcast in your app, and if you don't find us, I would be shocked. Good show. Thanks very much. Yeah, cheers, man. Thank See you very ya. much. Bye. It's a pleasure.